What is up, Stoop? Studians, happy game day. Monday Night Football, your Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Chicago Bears. Let's get after it. Episode number 146 of the study session. I'm your host, Jeremy Ritz, here on the Still Study. This Monday, November 8th, 2021, starting off the show by saying, and by now you could probably say it for me, thank you, thank you. My appreciation and gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast, reading the articles. It truly does mean the world to me, and I am deeply indebted to you for that. Thanks for helping me spread the word to your family and friends about the Still Study means so much would love to connect with you please drop me a line via email at the still study at gmail.com and also give me a follow on twitter at still study would love to connect with you every saturday i do the Steelers saturday mailbag where i get your questions comments and feedback on the show so if you'd like to be a part of that just drop me a line and then i'd also like to remind everybody of the other podcast that i do over on the still city insider with jim wexel That podcast is called the Still City Insider Podcast. This week, we are recording Wednesday morning. We record at 5 a.m. We post around 6 a.m., between 6 and 6.15 a.m., so be sure to check that out. We will have full coverage of tonight's game versus the Bears and hopefully what is a big, big Steelers win against an NFC North opponent whom the Steelers should defeat and move to 5-3. But we'll start with a quick recap of what happened on Sunday in the AFC North, just so we know where the Steelers currently stand. The Ravens were in a dogfight with the Vikings in Baltimore. The Vikings had a 24-10 lead at one point. But the Ravens, those pesky Ravens, pulled it out in overtime with a three-point win, 34-31. They moved to 6-2. and two. They sit atop the division. And then the Browns, after their loss to the Steelers last week, blow out the Bengals, 41-16. So that takes their record to 4-4. Four and four. And, excuse me, 5-4. and four. And it drops the Bengals to 5-4. and four. So the Steelers currently sit in second place with the win tonight. They can hold tighter onto that second place and get prepared for next week's contest versus the Detroit Lions. But things are shaping up nicely for the Steelers. And maybe things are setting up for a postseason berth. It's just amazing how fast things can change in the NFL. I know during that three-game losing streak, how dejected I was feeling as a fan of this team and their ability to be able to overcome their flaws. But they've put themselves in a good position. But it's all for naught if they can't win tonight. They have to continue to win, especially these games that they should win. Games in which they're favored. Games in which they clearly have the advantages in the matchups. They've got to take care of business tonight. They've got to take care of business next week against the Lions. Heading into what's going to be a... Another meaningful contest against the Chargers. Really, you could say that about every one of these games. 
every game is important. Every game is meaningful. If they want to be in the postseason, they have to treat every game as such so that they have every opportunity to win. For tonight's game, Kevin Rader has been elevated to the active roster. So we may see some three tight end sets tonight. Eric Ebron is not going to play. So that'll put Pat Freyermuth, Zach Gentry, and Raider on the field all at the same time. And I've advocated for that before. In fact, I've been advocating for that to be the trio of tight ends. I feel like Ebron's time here in Pittsburgh has passed. And it's time to go in this direction, which is more run-focused. It focuses more on Freyermuth as the featured receiver at tight end. And hopefully we see dividends as a result of this trio out there tonight. I'll be looking just to see in general what type of impact there is on the rushing attack. But I think just philosophically and fundamentally it shows the mindset of this offense of Matt Canada that their persona is a running first team and Raider being elevated is more evidence to that it also came out this weekend that the Steelers last week heading into that trade deadline were attempting to negotiate a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles to land Fletcher Cox that obviously did not work out as the trade deadline passed, sure, they moved Melvin Ingram for a six-rounder, but they did not acquire any players. But they were pursuing Fletcher Cox. Not sure what that says about that Stefan Tuitt injury, but it doesn't look good if they were trying to bring in a player of that caliber on the defensive line. There is the very real possibility that Tuitt does not return this season. Otherwise, why else would you make such a bold attempt at landing an all-pro? And then something to keep in mind tonight for the game, if Tomlin can secure the victory, he will be the fourth fastest coach to hit 150 wins which is a pretty big deal Tomlin is often criticized about his clock management but one thing that you can't criticize Tomlin for is the sustenance of that legacy of winning of the Steelers that he has upheld and maintained since he arrived in Pittsburgh He's never had a losing season. And while the Steelers are not out of the woods completely yet, they have a lot of room to grow and get better. If things continue on the trajectory they are now, he's not going to have another he's not going to have a losing season this year. So big deal for coach Tomlin. <clears throat> I know I'm rooting for him to get 150 tonight. And it should happen. This should be a W for the Steelers.
And then just some closing thoughts here. Again, Monday night football, first of two Monday night games this year. The last one will be against Cleveland, second to last game of the year. That's in Pittsburgh. Not a big fan of the Monday night game, but it is what it is. But again, just to reiterate, it's going to come down to their ability to stop Justin Fields, to not let him beat them with their legs, shutting down their rushing attack. (coughs) Defensively, Khalil Mack is out, so they won't have to deal with him off the edge in terms of pressure. Again, if the Steelers can go out and play their game, if they can establish the run, which is going to be critical. They've got to get that running game going. They should win this game handily. They should move the 5-3. and three. Steelers football Monday night. Everybody's going to be tired tomorrow. Going to be dragging a little bit. Hopefully they run the ball, make it a short game, get it over with. It's a win. Everybody can celebrate. And it's not like you're on pins and needles all the way through the end of this thing and it comes down to the last second field goal we've had enough of that nonsense let's get a big W an enjoyable one where we could just sit back and enjoy but that is why they play the game and studying 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 that is it that is the conclusion the end of episode number 146 of the study session. I want to thank you so much for joining me here today, prepping for this Monday night game here on Monday, November 8, 2021, episode 146. I am your host, Jeremy Ritz, here on the study session here on the Still Study. <sighs> I want to express my gratitude and appreciation to you. Thank you so much for being a supporter of the site. Please continue to share my work with your family and friends. It means the world to me. Would love to connect with you via email. Drop me a line at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Don't forget to check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel, the Still City Insider Podcast. It's linked in the show notes. The new episode will be up this Wednesday between 6 and 6.15 a.m. And as we get ready for Monday Night Football, remember, life is beautiful in the black in gold. Peace, everybody. Have a great Monday night. Go Steelers. Have a great week. Out.